Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the no BS marketing podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. Learning on the job is probably the most important thing. I mean, one can read a lot and one can do a lot, but to learn from other people, to go back to kindergarten and start from the beginning and really understand your product and who's going to be able to use it as opposed to just relying completely on technology. It's really going back to basics and you're never too old to learn and to learn a variety of things. How can you create a better experience for your prospects, automate the handoff to sales, and fill your pipeline with quality leads? The answer, Canly. Visit Canly.com for your personalized demo. What's up, everybody? Today I'm with a very special guest, Beverly Pomensky, a.k.a. my mother. She was supposed to come on episode 50 or so, but she got too shy. But I finally got her on the, the podcast. But I want to start off, Mom. How did you get into marketing? Because I learned a lot of my marketing skills from you. So how did you get into marketing? Well, thank you, Daniel, for inviting me to your podcast. I fell into marketing by complete default. Uh, I started my career in the travel industry and I was on the customer side and I was intrigued how the customers actually got to our business and I wanted to find out more about that. So I joined a company in the sales department and from there I learned about how to market in the travel industry. My first job was actually packing brochures for a company and I started looking at ways at why are we doing this and why is this my job when I'm supposed to actually being out on the road and actually selling the product and marketing it to the clients. I then started noticing that there was a niche in the industry And how would I get into that? And from there, I thought, okay, if I started my own company at the age of 23, I would learn how to market my products to a very niche audience. And that is the route that I took. And it all happened from learning from other people and listening and observing and reading and that's how I fell into it. One of the things I think you're really good at and I'll give you stories every every state every country you go to my mom knows like 10 people from her her past business life and she'd be like we need to visit this person and that person this person. How did you start building these business relationships that lasted years and years? In the beginning, I realized that although I had the branding of my company, it was important for people to know who ran the company and not only ran it from a business point of view, but got to know them 
from a personal point of view. So whenever I came into contact with anyone internationally in my business, I would make an effort to really get to know them as people and then to find out from them who else I could work with who had the similar type of understanding and business ethics and way of doing business. And so it was all through word of mouth and referral in those days. And every time I did visit a separate country, I would make it a point to meet with the person, not only to discuss business, but to build that relationship. And one of the things you did really well is you started something called the Money Olympics for the travel industry in South Africa. Could you go into like how you thought of starting that and also what business that ended up driving for your company? Well, when I got into the travel industry, I did notice that there was no sport and coming from a sporting background and being very active sports person in sports that don't really exist in America, like netball, which is like similar to basketball and all outdoor sports. And I thought that the people in the travel industry work with each other every day telephonically, whether it is in the car hire industry, the hotel industry, in travel agents, in airlines, but nobody actually knows each other. And so I thought, well, let's start a mini Olympics. And I went to the national airline at the time, South African Airways, and I said to them, this would be great for your marketing. Why don't we get all your top clients and we could fly them to one area and they could compete against each other on a friendly basis, whether it was netball or soccer or athletics. And they thought this was a great idea for them. So the reason why we did this was that you're sitting on a soccer field and you're next to someone that you've been talking to for the last five years, but you've never met them. And now all of a sudden you're playing outdoor sport together and afterwards you're going for a drink and getting to know each other. And what this did for my business, well, people got to know me and got to know my name and got to know who I was as a person and then got to know that I had a company. And if I was good at organizing in this and building relationships, then my company could be a great place to do business with. What are some things that have been challenging for you because I mean you from from having a very personal business where you go meet clients you travel a lot you had as many Olympics you relationship building how has things changed from when you were starting marketing to what you're noticing now in the world of marketing The changes that I've noticed throughout the years is that through modern technology, you can obviously get to a bigger audience a lot faster and a lot quicker. And you can all, you can narrow it down to who's actually your customer. Whereas before it was all done manually and it was all done by trial and error. And you could spend a lot of time building a relationship and then realize afterwards, well, that person really can't give me any business. Whereas today, you you don't have those issues. You can find out exactly what people are doing 
and how your product could be used by that person. The, the difference is that in modern day, the relationships are very, very different. They're very business orientated. And if you don't do business with that person, then there's no relationship. Whereas in our time, it was good to keep up the relationships with people who didn't do business with you, because maybe one day they would meet someone who could do business with you. So that's really the difference. There is a shift now that building these personal relationships, branding through reputation, branding through having a founder, talking to customers is actually starting to evolve and become the new thing. Because now with the pandemic happening, people are actually now craving those personal relationships, those events, those stuff right now that you were doing back in the day. But now you're seeing more and more people wanting to do those type of things where a lot before was like you were in the office, you didn't have to have the, you had personal relationships, you didn't need to go venture out. But now being at home, a lot of people are just craving what you used to do back in the day of going to meet customers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if someone came up to you right now and asked you advice of getting into marketing or starting a business, what's, what's some pieces of advice you would give them if they were just starting today? First of all, I think that learning on the job is probably the most important thing. I mean, one can read a lot and one can do a lot, but my advice to people is to listen to other people, to learn from other people, to go back to kindergarten and start from the beginning and really understand your product and who's going to be able to use it as opposed to just relying completely on technology. It's really going back to basics and you're never too old to learn and to learn a variety of things. When I started my company, I, I realized and I had a philosophy that nobody within the company that I worked with or employed would know more than me. And I think it's good to know a little bit about every single aspect of an organization in order to do your marketing job correctly, as opposed to just focusing on the marketing aspect. Actually, I want to dive into a lot because that's a really good point. I think a lot of marketing today, people don't lose a little bit of the business acumen needed for marketing. What I mean by that is a lot of people in marketing don't understand finance, don't understand operations, don't understand product, don't understand sales. So they don't understand how marketing fits in that piece of the puzzle. So how important was it for you to understand the whole picture and how marketing played a part in the picture instead of being the only thing you focused on? It was absolutely essential, and I still believe it's essential today to have this knowledge, to have this knowledge of how the company started, why it's doing what it's doing, and what each department is doing. Because only once you understand the financial side and you understand the organizational side and the logistics side, can you then do your job properly Otherwise, you go down your path and you think, well, I'm doing a great job marketing this product. And then you, re you don't understand why it's not working. 
And then when you go back to basics and you go down the funnel, you realize, well, you didn't understand this one element that was never conveyed to you. So I think teams should sit together on a regular basis and you should just find out what other people are doing in your organizations and and how that can help you to do your job better. One thing I wanted to also ask is you had a business in South Africa, you moved to the US you and started a business in a total different industry, in a total different market, the US market. How did you take learnings from what you learned in South Africa to start that business, but also like what are some new things you had to learn in the US that were totally different than what you were doing in South Africa? When I first came over, I tried to market my new business exactly the same way as I did in South Africa. And I realized that it kept failing. Like everything I did never worked. And I couldn't understand why. And then I read the saying once, when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. And I realized that if I'm going to run a business in the United States, I need to understand how the consumer thinks in this market and and why they think. And I had to really go back and learn the basics of marketing. And I thought I knew everything, but I knew nothing. And it was 180 degrees different. And it's not only in the United States, I think, from having an international business, doing business in Asia is very different to doing business in Africa and completely different to the United States. So the lessons that I did learn was that personal relationships and getting involved in all aspects of your organization on the outside by networking and getting onto different boards and getting proactive in that way helps your company to be known and for people to know that you're in the market. So that was the same. But the actual way of how people buy and how people think and what makes them open or click that email was completely different. I think the same thing is going to fundamentals of marketing. The the whole job of marketing is connecting with customers and your audience. The whole goal is building a personal relationship with them, whether it's through whatever ways of doing it. And it's different through all different mediums, different markets. But the way to learn your customer is actually go where they were hanging out. And I think one of the things you did was, I think you could tell the story, but you, when you first came here, you, you took a, a booth out at a trade show where all people in the event industry would hang out. And that's how you got your first, first customers. Trade shows wasn't a really big thing in South Africa. Well, it it was, but on a very small scale. And I had this uh, backdrop and this product and I didn't know how to let the consumer, you know, the other businesses know about it. And took this product and put it at a trade show, which happened to be in the same city as I was just after I'd immigrated to the United States and started realizing which clients would this product be right for by the way they reacted to the product. And it was a completely different business client that I thought would actually buy or rent the product because of the type of businesses that came up to me. And then I realized that the trade show 
was the right format, but how else can I be seen at the trade show? And so the next year that I got in the trade show, I made sure that my backdrops were in every speaker hall. So people would say, well, where did that come from? And then it would say, visit this boost. And I realized that you can't just have the trade show, but you've, you've got to be in other areas and you've got to visually see the product in order to understand what it actually is, as opposed to looking on it on a website or in a digital format. How can you create a better experience for your prospects, automate the handoff to sales, and fill your pipeline with quality leads? Countly's scheduling automation helps marketers convert high-value leads and quickly connect them to sales. Visit Canly.com for your personalized demo. The one lesson that I think I get from this is that one is what hasn't changed in marketing for years. Maybe that trade shows don't work for some companies now, uh, but what hasn't changed is that you have to be where your customer is at all times and show up in different ways. And one way is for you in that time period was being at a trade show where everybody was because the internet was just coming up. So there were some other mediums, but then like that was one of the biggest mediums where people were hanging out. And then two, find creative ways to get in front of them while you're, while you're at the place where they're hanging out. So that's the same thing for like every channel on marketing is like first, Every marketing strategy, find where your customers are hanging out to find how to creatively stand out where they are. And I think one way also is there's a story here that I want you to tell about pink and white marshmallows that you used to send to customers. And just giving a little background about this is when I went to South Africa, my mom's customer from probably like 25 years ago, I actually saw heard of like five customers that I met when I was there. Past customers said that, oh, I remember the pink and white marshmallows that you used to send around. And I think that's an example of great branding. But how did that idea come about? And how did you think of that? And what did that do for your business at that time? Well, when I started my company, it was a completely, there were no female owners. Every business in the travel industry was owned by male. And therefore, the colors were very male-dominated, and you had the reds and the blues and the browns and the blacks. There was no feminine colors. And I thought, well, how do I stand out from everybody? And I thought, well, pink stands out. Now, why did I choose pink? was because 80% of the people that worked in the travel industry then were females, and they were the ones actually selling the product. The owners were males and the management were males, but the actual people working were, were females. So I thought, well, what colors do girls like? And every girl likes pink at the time and white. And so I, my branding of creative tours became pink and white and it stood out like a sore thumb wherever you went. And then I thought, well, how do people remember the pink and white? And then marshmallows are universal. So uh, every time any of our salespeople visited any single travel agency or when somebody gave us a booking or any form of business, 
we would send different versions of our marshmallows. So first it started about the normal packet of marshmallows. And then we developed a campaign called the Marshmallow Man. And there was this pink and white marshmallow. And every time they made a booking, they would get a piece of this marshmallow man. And when the marshmallow man was complete, they would win a trip overseas. So it was this continual branding and everybody wanted to make a booking and everyone wanted to get marshmallows. And that's how today, it doesn't matter where I go, after all these years, everyone wants to know if I've got marshmallows in my bag. I think the two things, again, is standing out in a market is is key. And that's what you did. And also, like, one thing that always is great is, like, your sales team is an extension of your marketing team in the sense that you should, your branding should be on every touch point of a business. It shouldn't just be in your, like, marketing materials. It should also be in the stuff your salespeople hand out the the values you came in the values that you have in your business so i want to talk about a little bit like what are some things that like the colors were one way you thought of brand branding how did you think about like the feel that your company what was going to have um that that separated you in the market besides like the colors like what are some like feelings and values your custom your, your company had that was different than your competitors the customer was king Every single customer was important. It doesn't matter what value of business they gave us. And every single customer needed to be thanked and acknowledged in a very personalized way. And throughout the the business, when we would get a new customer, I would personally phone them as the owner of the business and say, I really thank you for your business and and I value your business. And I would make sure that we'd have get-togethers where I would make sure that our new customers were always invited. It doesn't matter if they gave us a dollar or million dollars worth of business, that they felt valued because I knew one day that they would become my top clients because they had that business. They were just giving it to our competitors. What are some ways that you are continuing learning marketing today? Because I know you're still in the space of marketing and you still are, are trying new things. How are you staying up to date with the newest and greatest things? You know, learning from your competitors is really important, you know, and seeing what everybody else is doing and not copying, but doing something different And the other ways is continuing to network in a very big way and becoming part of any form of organization that will help my knowledge to grow and keep up with everything. So through reading, through attending seminars, through podcasts, through today's Zooms, webinars, you never stop learning. And it's at the moment, the marketing side is moving at a very, very fast pace. Although going back to basics is what everybody wants to do, but from a technology point. And I think if you don't keep up with it and you don't keep up with what all the trends are, you get left behind. And then you don't understand 
why your business is not increasing and why you're going backwards. The one thing that I've realized that will always remain in marketing is that referrals and word of mouth is your best form of business. You can spend a lot of money trying to access new clients through different ways and through different forms of technology. But the people who are your best supporters are the people that talk good about you and refer you to other people. And that's never going to change. And I think we need to spend more value thanking the people that do business with us than always going after new business all the time. That's important, but rather nurture your uh, the 80-20 policy I've always had, you know, as long as that works, that pays for your business to grow and takes you to a different level. So we're chatting about word of mouth marketing, how word of mouth has not changed in years. So, and it's the best channel. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I agree, you know, completely that word of mouth costs absolutely nothing. Whereas going after different types of business in this technology world, there's an ROI and everything, and you have to measure that, and there's an expenditure involved. But I think if you nurture your clients that you have and grow with them as their business grows, then that's your best way of getting business because they're the ones that are going to be the best ones to give you the testimonials for the future moving forward. I really believe that it's not enough time and energy is spent on your existing clients and making sure that they are taken care of in every way possible. I totally believe the best marketers are your happy customers. And this is why marketing needs to be friends with product. And if you're a service company, this is why your product, your service needs to be the best in the business because people talk about great products. People talk about great experiences. People talk about people they like to work with. If you not only focusing on getting new customers, you need to focus on how could I be the best to the customers that I've already acquired? So that's such a great point. Who are some mentors you had growing up that taught you some marketing in your journey? There are people that are not big names in this country, in the marketing world. But I think if during your journey in your working career, and I was fortunate to have it at a very young age, you have someone that sees something really unique and special in you and focuses on your strengths and not your weaknesses. I think that is your best mentor you'll ever have. And I remember that I was in different aspects of the travel industry and I joined this tour operating company and I started really at the bottom, but the owner of the company saw huge potential in me from a marketing perspective and and promoted me at a very young age of 21 to becoming a director of the company. And he saw a side of me that I didn't know that I had, and he saw something that he believed that would be great one day in terms of growing the company to a level that it should grow to. Finding a mentor or 
having someone who believes in you and focuses on helping you see within yourself what potential you have um, gives you the confidence to then start your own business and become an entrepreneur and, and you know or a serial entrepreneur as you go through your career. I've had many peer mentors. I had people that I've looked up to, even though I wouldn't call them quote unquote mentors. But I think one thing that the way I learned from you, I did come to your company a couple of times, saw how you did things. But I think like the best mentors walk the walk, not talk the talk. So I think what you did very well is you, you showed me what hard work is. You showed me like what creativity is. You showed me how to build relationships and the importance of relationships, the importance of caring about people, the importance of building those relationships. So I think like the things that you see people do are also a way to do that. So if if you're trying to be one way to do things in life is just walk the walk and people you will have met people who are looking up to you whether you know it or not so i just wanted to put that out there and then the last question i wanted to ask you is what is your biggest marketing tip that you would give to the audience today focus on your strengths and not get disheartened about things that you perceive as your weaknesses learn from others and grow from others and don't perceive them as people that are standing in your way. Rather, help them help you to become the best marketer possible. Um, The last thing I want to say is where can people find you? Like what is your social security number? What is your... Um, um, I'm kidding. Um, Where can people find you on the internet? How can people follow you? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn under Bev Pomensky Murray. My company is called Renew and Thrive, and they can find me on their website. I think that at this stage in my career, um, I am mentoring business entrepreneurs and startup businesses and help people grow and giving back in a very big way and helping people learn from what I've learned from and giving them advice and direction so they can start their own businesses. So that's where everybody can find me. And thank you, Daniel, for having me on the show today. Thank you. You didn't have to get way so excited about that. (laughs) But um, uh, thank you, Mom, for joining. And this has been great. Love you lots. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week to hear more great insights from marketing's coolest operators. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Marketing Millennials podcast and giving it a five-star rating. It helps bring more marketers into our community.